Welcome to Before You Tank, thriving in an industry that sucks. We say it sucks because 98% will fail. Our mission is to make sure you don't. Hi guys, welcome back. Um, I wanna just first say that we're, I don't even know if you people truly watch because I know when I do podcasts, <laughs> I listen, not watch, but I'm so self-conscious. So I'm always like- I'm, you hear it in I, our voices. <laughs> <laughs> And so you guys like I've tried every position because one I look three hundred pounds and and you know now I'm but but Pawan hasn't been feeling well. Now they're gonna go back and look for that one I, where you look. <laughs> you guys, let me just make it easy. It's the one I'm wearing. Which episode it was? It's horrible. Oh, I swear I look like a, like a watermelon girl. But um, but now I'm sitting sort of in Keith's lap. So I just wanted you to know it's because I'm paranoid that. Juan says he's allergies, but I don't believe him. And he's been with his girlfriend. He has a girlfriend in Brazil, and they've been having some fun together. And so I don't trust him. Um, so, <laughs> whoa, 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 back up. We got to get that out. This is not <laughs> All right. I won't share too much of his private life, but he dates long distance, you guys. His fiance lives in another country. And so he's had some fun, but he came home sick. And so now. That little like film. Thing yeah. Goes, Stop, like, cut, 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 cut that. Cut. All right. Do you want to do it all oh, over? man. I yeah. think it's fun to have fun. Let me tell your life. I love it. Uh, right. I mean, I like it. I think just, just a little bit. I'll just try not to be a little so bit too way far. off. Yeah. Well, I didn't actually say you had sex. I just implied it. I mean, <laughs> doesn't is that what boys? Yeah, do I have a girlfriend in Brazil, and they, I don't know what I did. <laughs> Should we cut or do we? Do you keep want to redo going? it or just cut it or whichever? Just redo it. No. Whatever works. You guys, we came to have spontaneous fun. We're just having some fun. All right, you guys, I promise we'll get back on track. Okay. I want to, um, I'm really excited. People are starting to write in and reach out and contact us. And we've tried to get better at putting it on the website. So if you want to talk to us direct and we really love it. We are so really grateful. And we got a chance to talk about Daniel's questions and we hope we did some good stuff to help him. Um, But today, this is a little personal to me because I think as we told you, we talk a lot because we all work together on projects a lot. And so I got all excited a couple of days ago and I called up Keith and I said, and you guys, obviously you can tell from my personality, I'm a little overzealous sometimes. And so like for me to hold on to an ideal. So I literally waited overnight before I called him, which is like a little kid at Christmas dying to tell him how excited I am about my product. I have this really cool ideal for Christmas products. And um, and he goes- I just crushed your dreams. <laughs> you killed me, you killed me, you killed me. Ooh. So I said, I think this is gonna literally. be so great because like, there's not, I don't, I haven't gotten an opportunity to take a lot of products myself because I'm always working for everybody else. And I thought I had something brilliant that actually would be with a partner that um, you guys have all met. And um, and so I was so excited. And I said to Keith, I think this is going to be such a killer idea. And it's a seasonal product. And Keith goes, well, how are you going to sell it? <laughs> I'm like, are you effing kidding me? <laughs> you are truly the Amazon digital platform guy. And you're going to say that to me? So I am going to make you now. <laughs> he did explain. I'm going to make him explain to you guys because I was like, I knew how to get to the retailers. I knew all that. But he's the guy who could do digitally. And he literally says to me, how are you going <laughs> to sell that? And I'm like, duh, you. So tell uh, us, you told me something that was really awesome. You said there's really three ways that you do this. Uh, that's funny too, because... Uh, <laughs> 
a little not, more kind of this was fucking <laughs> yeah i well, lost christmas it was like getting cold <laughs> with my stocking oh man and i was so tired when we were talking and then i was like wow i must sound like the grinch <laughs> you did you were so <laughs> i was like you were so i was gonna call you back and just be like that that did not come out i think right, you but, did text me i'm sorry yeah <laughs> But he really did. Wow. That was an interesting call. Because it's a great product. I'm telling you. It's and really it is cool super fun. And um, But I think we accidentally stumbled on something that's really important, right? Really um, important. And because I think you have a great product that they had a great idea, great partner. And so my that just like unfiltered question of like, okay, how are you going to sell this? Which sounds terrible <laughs> when you just say it out loud. But, but really where my mind was going was, you know, how is this actually going to happen? You know, how are we going to make it happen? And so Luann's response was like, uh, like, that's your job. (laughs) I literally was like, what are you talking about? That's what you do for a living. I paused my thinking out loud and, and clarified, right. It's that when, when you're thinking about selling a product, there's, you know, there's a few ways that it usually happens, especially if you're, you know, going digital or something, Right. right. One is, is it something everyone needs we've touched on this before right? right not just solving your own problem but when someone stumbles across a product that they are just absolutely in love with everybody needs it solves everybody's problem it just it sells naturally kind of like right? an infomercial product right. right? yeah like i mean right. or you Mass know an, an iphone it. right it's right. like so you oh, see it once right. everybody else is like i need to have it and then everybody else models their phones after it and now everybody has smartphones right and just oh, that, that's sense. the okay. big just so now keep great, in mind you guys yeah. he's telling me like these are the three things that make real sales on digital. Right. Like on so Amazon. you can so. you can have something like that that everybody wants or needs just instantly. Those are kind of rare. Yeah. Right. We'll all agree. Yeah, those are those are a little bit rare. Yeah. Um, or it's really unique and interesting. Right. You have some unique aspect to it where you're like, whoa, like I, I hadn't seen this product done this way before. Really catchy. Right. And kind of it, it just opens kinda up like that, that spinner thing that all the kids had to have. It, right. Kinda exactly. Like right. Okay, it cool. becomes a cool. trend and then cool. everybody wants it. You know, okay. maybe it lasts, maybe it doesn't, but it sells quite a few. Um, and then there's the products that they they're good. They're solid. They've got, you know, a real market out there, but you need enough money to to get it in front of those people. Right. Because attention is really, really hard to get. And so you often have to like pay to be in front of those people. And so I like to think of those three things, right? Is it, does everybody need it or is it super unique and interesting? Or are you going to, we'll say like just the pay to play route, right? Which is not bad. That's where a lot of products live, but it does require investment, right? The reason why I'm laughing about this whole thing is because I think if I had been a, a client or someone who had called him, he would have not, or anybody besides me, he would have not said well how are you gonna get it out there are you gonna sell it but it's because he knows i'm like the queen of spend no money so he's like it's gonna take some cash (laughs) and it's like i have to tell luann it's going to take a cash investment because i am the queen of like there's a way around that that is exactly it right and so most of the conversations i end up having with folks is really around okay you know what kind of budget makes sense to put around this product to get it out there what's going to be the strategy and we lay that out and how are we going to get in front of the right customers and you know project out how much budget that's going to take and then we measure all that all the stuff I all the stuff that. right yeah, all the stuff that you're like snore okay so, i'm out i know because um, i'm like oh great yeah but you're, you're exactly right because when we talk yeah. about things sometimes it's like okay well how do we you know how do we get a sell sheet and get in front of buyers and stuff just for you know minimal amount of money and so instantly my mind was like whoa how are we going to do this for no money? Okay, so, so you guys, exactly. So listen, this is how I think. I'm like, okay, not only do I know that this product is awesome because it actually was a patent attorney and his wife that worked on this concept. And then I 
I tweaked it, which I thought was really a good tweak. And um, but I had I had gone to Keith going, oh my God, I actually have a company right now that's a seasonal Christmas product company that's looking for stuff. And I'm like, this is a brilliant, I can get us. I was so excited. I know I can get orders, purchase orders, and I can get everything. So I came in bringing my part to the table. And he goes, well, then how are you going to do sales? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, so you guys, so I think, I think what you're saying, because I just tune out once you tell me how to spend five grand a month, I always shut down. But, um, but that is reality, right? I mean, I get it. But I, I think I want to talk about that just a tad bit yeah. because I unfairly shut down. So for me, like, I don't want you to spend money up front until, you know, you get a purchase order. But then I get the reality that you guys, we are now going to have to start building a company and building investment. It's just that you have an asset. Here's a pot of gold. You just got to get the product to the people. Then you collect your pot of gold and you keep using that profit to buy the next and buy the next. So I think you're saying the same thing. You're saying, yeah. look, we got to push it. But even though I'm spending four or five grand a month, I could be bringing in revenues of Right. You really, exactly. And yeah. that's why we talk about measuring it a lot, right? You want to make sure that if you are spending that much, that it has a measurable impact, right? And so that's that's really where that strategy comes in and kind of figuring out how are we going to go do this. And so I mentioned those other two aspects, right? Because a lot of people land there, like okay. they've got to pay to get it market in front of people, you know, whether it be ads or whether it be another route, like there's plenty of different ways to market, but that's just the one people think of instantly. Um, the more you can lean on those other two as well as like, does everybody really want or need this, right? right? Can you make it something like that or unique and interesting? I'll say the cheaper it is gonna be to market it, right? Because even if you have a little bit of something unique, then it stands out, right? If you- So even a, throwing dollars at it, it still has a bigger chance of success because right. it has something. Or if it solves a problem that everyone has, well, now your audience really is huge. I mean, let's just take the toothbrushes, right? Okay. Everybody needs a toothbrush. All right. Obviously, that's a very crowded market, but everyone needs it. So if you have one that now is unique and interesting and you have the budget uh -huh. to so like you can kind of put pieces of, of each one together. I mean, think about the, you know, that makes sense. the toothbrushes they sell these days that are electric and they go anywhere from like, you know, 50 to 200 dollars, depending on it. Right. right. 20 years ago, nobody would have paid 200 dollars for a toothbrush. Right, but right. now, sure. Right. But they they solved everybody had one. They solved a different problem a little bit more uniquely um, cool. solves it, solves a different kind of problem. Right. So, so yeah. then you, you, so you kind of leverage all that. Right. And then what you're saying is that, look, and I think you're going to help me with this later, but he's, what you're saying is you're, you gotta, we're going to use all those wonderful pieces together and we're going to build a marketing strategy so that I am on Amazon with everybody else. Cause that's not stuff I've ever done. And you're going to say that, look, you know, it's probably going to get, take three months before you start getting sales, but then you're eventually going to be able to like same strategy. You're going to eventually get the sales or you're going to know you're not and you need to stop selling this. Product. Yeah, exactly. So if it's not going to sell well, you want to find out as quick as possible. Exactly. Right. And not, not blowing crazy amounts of money. Um, but to give you a real a cool example about that is I like to think of if you can leverage two of the three of these that you're probably going to do well okay. uh, and just made determined timing. So if you have a really unique product and a ton of money to throw at it, it's probably going to take off, right? Very quickly because people okay. are going to see it when a lot. When you say very quickly, give me like realistically. Um, that really, really depends on the industry. Six months a year. Right. I mean, if you're talking about pet products, I mean, that could take off very quickly. If you're talking about, 
um, a, a product for businesses, that's going to be a lot longer because okay. sales cycles are much that's longer. So interesting. Right. So sales cycles in business, especially B2B products, they're just or services, they're they're much longer. Okay. Um, you know, things that are seasonal, right? Will yeah. obviously have kind of a seasonality to Mine them. were seasonal and he yeah. still said, Where are you gonna get the sales? I'm just kidding. So the well, other the one weird. I see pretty often though, uh, or, or the one that you run into a lot, because we run into folks that they're they've spent all their money. Right. They've unfortunately yeah. they have never heard our podcast before. They didn't read the book, whatever it is. <laughs> and they spend all their money and then they get to the end and they're like, well, I have a product and I have some inventory. What do I do now? Thankfully, if it's you know, if it's something that people really like and, and, and want and it is a little bit unique, that uniqueness doesn't have to necessarily be a feature. It could be the fact that you did it for 30 percent less than the competition. Right. right. Um, I actually have companies that I work with that had to take that approach, right? They did not have a whole lot of money to put into it, but they could leverage those two. It took them a long time, took them two years to really get the traction, but they got there and now it's really picking up. Whereas, so, so if you have a day job that you can keep your money exactly. flowing, so eventually you can come out of it. That is so cool because I love this. I told you, I tell the story every probably time, every podcast, but my little guy who I told you used a rendering and he came up with a product, he actually sells um, labels. Um, so his wife would not put the wrong gas in his car. And he started out on Amazon. And I think he was like within a relatively short time. I don't know if it's a year or two, but he was doing 30, 40,000. And in the last year and a half, I guess, he's made enough to quit his day job and add other products yeah. just because he used his day job, did it right, you know, kept coming at it and kept like he did. He just made it consistent, kept throwing at it. I do think that's where that persistence comes in. Yeah, exactly. Right? You got to commit up front. And you have to, if you are getting sales and it's proving that it's working, because don't you have indicators to know? You really do. Um, so for example, if you are, if you're taking what I'll say, like, you know, if you're taking the more organic route like that, yeah. right, you will see indicators. Um, even if you put a little bit of any time you spend time or money, you're investing in marketing your product, right. right? So if you're spending your own time, that's an investment. If you're spending money, that's an investment. So what you should see from those is indicators, right? Am I am I seeing more traffic to my site? Am I seeing more views on my Amazon shop? And are the incremental sales starting to increase? Even if it's slow, all those metrics matter. Right. And so then the goal then, if you are investing, is to make sure that you know that investment is paying itself back over time. It may not be instantly. It may not be that month. You know, you might. You might go around and, you know, shake a hundred hands that month and two months later is when you see the actual impact to sales or you might, you know, start to run ads and right, it takes yeah. a little while for it to trickle in. But um, you should be able to tie all of those back and look at your overall you know, marketing efficiency, if you will. I had a, I ran into a guy once and he was, um, they were at lunch and I was just eavesdropping to be honest. And he was sitting there with his wife and he was telling her, well, what product do you think you want to do? And so they got talking, of course I had to jump in because we're talking product and he decided, you guys, this has been years ago, years ago. So the internet was really fun back then because there was not so much competition and he decided to sell rolling papers. So you guys, I'm sure it was for cigarettes, 100 <laughs> percent. Yeah. So he I'm was sure. he was selling rolling paper. So he spent a thousand dollars a month in ad money, 
And he said it was only like three months or so and he became top of the list. And he said, because rolling papers you constantly need, he just built a great thing and they were making three, 400,000 a year out of his garage selling rolling papers, yep. not a smoker of any kind. And um, so he asked his wife who now wants to participate. And so she was gonna do wine stuff. But I was laughing because I'm like, I want to go do that. How brilliant was that? Because he found a product that was reusable, a very loyal clientele, because he said, my folks are relaxed. <laughs> and he cool. said they don't like to reshop, so they would pick him. So, um, so it's just a really cool, fun way I get it. So today it's not the same. That's what you told me. It's not like you're the only fish in the pond anymore. Yeah. There's a that, lot of competition. That's a, that's a good, that's a good point. Um, there's a lot of competition and every time something is new, there's an opportunity if you will, but then the competition always comes in, right? So we've seen it happen with social media first, right? Early on it was like, oh, I'm on social media. I get billions of views or whatever it is. Not anymore. Right. right. And every day it's less and less. Even if you're, even if you're a creator, right? Yeah. Everybody's pain point. Yeah. And then Amazon, right? Oh, if I'm on Amazon, and now there's tons of competition. And then Kickstarter, you know, somebody made $65,000 off potato salad when it launched. And now, you know, you have to pay to play. So this is kind of a, just a natural progression of things. Right. It happened right. early on with search engines. So every time you see something new, know that there is an opportunity there, but it's going to dwindle fast. And there's always going to be that competition because everybody has the same idea of like, I'll get right. on early. And, and now you're right. no longer early. Because <laughs> it's so funny because, you know, my head explodes because I have a million stories I want to share. So, but... Just for fun, I worked with um, some um, inventor. I worked with a cute family, and their um, their um, one nephew or whatever was the starter of Kickstarter. Um, he did it in college. So that was just really fun. Did nothing for me. Nobody helped me get to him. Nobody introduced me, but the family was fabulous. But um, I was thinking about, um, um, like, what you said um, in the sense that, you know, that things hit it big. And I have, um, we're at Groundswell, which, you know, you guys is a great accelerator home and, you know, great, really innovative area. And I was very blossomed. They were very kind to me and they sent me this company and this company builds puzzles and sells wooden puzzles. And they're so incredible. And they started the puzzle business, did a million in sales their first year and they're on track for 6 million this year. And you guys, they picked puzzles from the data. They didn't say, I have a really great idea. They said, okay, what is the demand? Back to what we keep saying, build what the world will buy, mm -hmm. and then next time do what you want for fun. You know what I mean? But that's what they did. So tell us how that data works, because I want access to that. Yeah, that's a that's a fun one, because um, there are, the nice thing about, you know, there being a lot of competitors on these spaces like Amazon, right, is probably where they were looking is uh, or, or search engines, right? You can yeah. do a lot of competitive research. And that's one of the things that we do frequently. And um, so you could do that for people like if somebody's sitting right now listening and they said, I just want to understand that data. Do you offer that as a service? Uh, we do. You okay. know, it's you, it definitely okay. takes yeah. a lot of time and energy to do it, especially depending on where you're looking. Right. And some of the tools are expensive for Amazon. Their tools little bit expensive um, stuff for you know search on on Google and stuff like that that's a lot more accessible um, but yes you can you can even do some of it yourself mm -hmm. as well like if, if you have that time and really that's what it is it's the time and, and focus to know what you're looking All at. right, teach us how to do that uh, so the the process is pretty straightforward you know you identify what it is that you are gonna go research let's you know just pick up pick any product then you have to identify all the other things that people may use
use in place of that product, right? So think about, oh, um, interesting. right? So it's not just, everybody wants to think of just the term or name of their product, but it's really about how else could anyone solve this problem? What might they call it? How might they phrase it, right? Oh. Uh, so it's not just a, like, it's not just an outdoor table. It might be a patio table or a picnic table or, uh, you know, right. a resin table or a sunproof table. Like it could be any of these terms that people are actually resonating with. All I keep thinking about is me shopping because <laughs> that's exactly what you do, right? When you're shopping, you're like, okay, I want this. And then yes. you're like, well, why is that showing up? Because, oh, it's really this. So, okay. So I'm exactly. thinking of that same term, like. What would I be looking for right yep. now? And so you you basically build up a, a small list of those things that are like the most uh, frequently searched or, you know, kind of the, okay. the common product names. And then you go look at all the other products out there around what, what exists, right? Okay. What is there? What does the competition look like? And then from a competitive analysis standpoint, you start to look at, okay, how did they, how did they set up their products for sale, right? How did they describe it? How did they, you know, set up their pictures? What keywords did they use? What tags did they use? What is the pricing? What are the reviews? The reviews are a gold mine, by the way, right. just to like segment yeah. for a second. If you see a competitive product and take a look at their reviews, the negative reviews are always a gold mine because you know what pain points people still have. Right. I have a client who is so amazing. He took all the reviews, created a product that works. Yep. He spends very little bit on ad spend, but he is making money. He is starting, you know, making sales. So he did all that because he's got that social media background or whatever. But brilliant. Yeah. So is there though? Is there something that says? Because I think I've come across it by accident, but I think there's something that says like. In fact, I just found a thing that said that games are like the number one selling item for the last two years. Um, just massive amount of increase in sales. It was like $3 billion in sales. I mean, is there like a data that says like there's a hole that this is why puzzles are going to be great? Like, yeah, there's there are some tools. Those are the ones that I referenced that are usually a little more expensive okay. that actually start to aggregate that data. And then they start to build out trends for you and say like, oh, you know, these categories are an increasing trend and, you know, the demand has been high. Searches are continuing to increase and, you know, competitive sales competition follow, is right? low and all that. Exactly. Okay. So can you look at, um, at a website and see if they are getting sales? Do you have a back end way to know that? Um, you can't directly know if they're getting sales. Uh, okay, you can, you can. So if you're talking about a website just itself, you can take a look at it and estimate their website traffic. No, for but sure. Amazon. Can I do it on Amazon? On itself? Amazon, that's different. Yes, you can go and tell if they're getting sales. You can do it for free on a rough estimate just by looking at the number of reviews and knowing that only a small percentage of people leave reviews. Okay. And so then you can kind of. So if there's yourself. four thousand reviews, they've sold a right. shitload of stuff. <laughs> and then um, if. If you actually have one of the paid subscriptions, then yes, you can see, you know, the see who did. Yeah. I'm telling you, the product I pitched to you the other day is going to make a fortune. All right, you guys, this is really cool. Um, I'm so grateful that you explained that to me because um I was sad for days. Yeah, <laughs> and so how you use that, right? You take take that product, right? And you can go and look and see, okay, That's what I'm who's, doing. who's who's been doing the sales, um, how you know, are they purely seasonal? Are they sold all their times? Are they increasing, decreasing, those kind of things? And then, and then, you know, like, okay, well, here's probably the opportunity for us or not, 
yeah. and figure out whether the investment's worth it, right? Because they're already established and now you're, those are also your competitors. So you've got to So isn't that interesting them. too, because you guys, I just saw Martha Stewart is now on Amazon. You guys, she's in a box on a commercial. She's, they show her hidden in a box, like she's, she's shipping from Amazon. And I'm thinking to myself, like, why were you not on Amazon forever ago? And I'm thinking it's because she does such good direct sales. She's in every retailer. She doesn't need to be. But she actually finally jumped on board to be on Amazon. And so I'm thinking to myself, like, they took all this data, they figured it all out, they knew when to jump in, they knew when not to jump in. And, you know, I believe in that theory, like, you know, McDonald's pays, I think it's McDonald's that would pay for all the market research on where to put the place and then Burger King would just follow them. Yeah. So, cause somebody's gonna do it. So what you're saying is kind of exactly the same. So, and there's a way that all of us can do that to determine if Amazon makes sense. Cause, you guys, I feel like the whole world thinks that they can make a product and it doesn't matter. I'm going to sell it on Amazon. And I'm telling you, I've seen plenty of flops and plenty of companies that after they're in at about 85 grand pull out because you can't sell everything on Amazon. Just because yep. you get on there doesn't mean you're going to sell. So right. I like hearing this. Give us a tip. I would say my tip for the day is going to be do your research, even if it's just to start, even if you only use free tools, just start it that way. At least when you have a conversation with somebody who's going to do the next step for you, who's going to go deeper, uh, you already have some information that will be helpful in those discussions. And when they start talking about various things that they're doing, you're going to have a better insight into like the amount of work it's going to take and, and you know what Being they're educated. really going to do. Yeah. You'll educate well, yeah. yourself and you may rule it out for yourself before you hire someone. Honestly, you may go and think like, Oh wow, nobody sells this. And then you start searching those other, those other words that I mentioned and you see hundreds of other products and you're like, Whoa, okay. I just didn't have the right term. I've seen, I've seen that so many times. Oh, that's kind of like I do when people think they invented something and then you look it up and you go, well, I'm looking at it. Yeah. And, and it's just because you know it by a different term, you know, so (gasps) that's profound. Good advice. Tip. Sorry. We're so quiet today. (laughs) <laughs> no, I'm, I was just listening because We're there's learning. a lot of things that I even I didn't know that. So my tip of the day is, if you need something like that, call Key. <laughs> I was gonna say that was my tip. <laughs> call Key because this is over my head. I no, it is good because a lot of things great. like people, like, even if I'm working with a product developer and I just like first thing I do is, okay, this is your idea. So I spend some time, a little bit searching cool. it to see if anything similar to that. Many times I do find some product that's exactly similar to that and I send it to them. That's going to be my next discussion. Guys, we have this already. So what exactly you need? So I think happens more than you realize. They need to just do more and more study and find out. So I think that's a great talk. And that's why I was quiet. I was just listening. Me too. I keep hearing that a lot. Me too. We don't know anything about that world. I, I don't. Um, so my tip is call key. I was going to say the same. When you need a nerd, I'm around. No. Yeah, you do. You really do. Um, but I like what you said. I think my tip is to do as much research on your own about your product, whether you're taking it online yourself or you're doing it other. And I think the other tip that I would have, because I am the money conscious guy, um, we keep talking about making sure that what your ad spend works out. I don't know, even I who deal in that world sometimes, my head kind of rolls a little bit when you're like, well, your ad spend is three to one and blah, blah, blah. And you guys, the ideal is that for every dollar you spend, you make back three. So my point being is you guys, it just because you're getting sales, 
know what your cost is going to be to get that sale because yep. you guys could be Absolutely. losing money. Yeah. And people forget that. They're like, I'm making sales. Oh, but my marketing budget was this. Yeah. And, and our cost of goods sold and the cost of like people, and the thing I see people ignore all the time is their, the cost of their own time. Right. Oh, that's that, valid. That is something that, you know, we can talk forever about that. But I gotta tell you a funny story though. I owned a restaurant when I was 19. I had gotten married young and he was 10 years older and he wanted to move to Maine. We moved to Maine. He comes home. I said the whole ride to Maine. I said, all I want to do is anything but restaurants because we had met in restaurants and I was in college. And and um, I swear to God, he came home, took our $10,000 savings. We had 36 bucks left and he bought a restaurant. Honest to God, which is why we're not married. One of the reasons we're not married. But but my but my point only being is that we went in, we sold fried clams and he was in there with my brother-in-law going, so how do I make a batter? So I knew I was totally screwed. So as he wrote the menu and stuff, we charged 85 cents for a burger because the neighbor company did. Now we're in, in 4,000 people in Gray, Maine, and we're charging the same amount for a burger because the neighbor did. You guys, it cost us $1.10, but we were selling for 85 because the guy over here is selling. So when we got done and finally got out of the whole mess, we made like seven cents an hour. Ooh. You guys, I could have done any job. Yep, I swear anything. to God, it calculated out to like seven or 15 cents an, yep. an hour that we worked in your entire life. Like I literally carried boxes of French fries a mile to work in the snow for seven cents an hour. So, right, oh. but you're in, you're stuck. So please, you guys, with product that happens, yeah, right? So you're does. using your day job to fund your loss and your dream to grow. Yep. All right, you guys, thanks so much. Um, I really appreciate it. I'm still nervous about him being contagious, so we're over here. But he's, I'm just kidding. All right, you guys, thanks.